Have you ever felt like you would grow faster if you could just get a sponsor? Or maybe if you could get a manager to get you sponsors, your stream would finally grow? Today, I'm going to introduce you to my manager. Uh, she's going to tell you everything about how she finds sponsors for me, but also why you shouldn't be worrying about sponsors as much as you might be. Before that, though, I just wanted to let you all know that we do have an ebook in case you didn't know already. My team and I took six months to put together a book about my journey streaming to 20 people for four years and the things that I learned to grow to 250 or 300 average viewers after my break from Twitch. If you want to check that out, you can go to streamcoachbook.com. Okay, let's get into the episode. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Stream Coach Podcast. Today with me, I have a badass bitch, <laughs> essentially. <laughs> uh, I have my manager, the person who brings me all of my sponsorships, helps manage my emails, helps keep me so much more sane than I would naturally be. Uh, she is the CEO of Press Start Management, who's a management company for content creators, has worked with a lot of amazing people in her day. I believe you started when you were, what, 17, Taylor? I was 17 when I first started in the general marketing and entertainment space. Oh, you wild. (laughs) I am wild. Um, Yeah. uh, TLDR, basically, I wanted something to do with my life because I noticed I was really good in the celebrity world and finding out where One Direction was because I owned a One Direction fan account and I had an updates account. And so then I decided to intern at an entertainment news website, a couple more random jobs and owning my own businesses later. Here we are. <laughs> oh my God. I did not know that about the One Direction. Are you excited? Cause they, didn't they just like start working together again? To my knowledge, they haven't worked together again. No? That's Jonas Brothers. Oh, got you're right. Dude, um, you're younger than me. That I'm was sad. like right past my time. Ugh, See, so angry. well, the One Direction was really great because they were really predictable. You'd be surprised how predictable celebrities can get <laughs> with their picking of hotels. Yeah. That's yeah. why. Oh, my. Uh, okay. If anybody so, wants stories on that, ask me later. <laughs> <laughs> so today we're going to talk about management and not One Direction. <laughs> we're going to talk about um, if you are a smaller or a mid-sized creator, what's the right time for you to get a, manage- a manager and what can a manager do for you? How do you get sponsors? Because that's one of the biggest questions that I get is sponsorships and, and all of that. Let's just uh, maybe we can start talking about kind of what a day-to-day for you as a manager looks like Taylor and the CEO of a company of managers kind of looks like. Well, so as a CEO of a company, my first step is I wake up. I'll be honest. I don't have a sleep schedule like a normal person because I talk to people on all different time zones. I sometimes have to be up at like three o'clock in the morning to talk to somebody in China and so my sleep schedule gets messed up. So it all depends on technically, quote unquote, when I wake up. Um, and when I do wake up, I check on which one of my employees is around. We are a remote-based uh, company right now. Uh, so I kind of just check who's around to help me with things if I need help with anything. Um, usually it's just a few, hey, so what do your creators need? 
let's see what we can facilitate and do this week. And uh, then I sit down, I look at everything that's planned for the week. And my to-do list usually starts off with checking everybody's emails. Even if they're not technically quote unquote my creator and they're one of my employees creators, I check the emails because I want to make sure nothing gets missed. And I'm very, very studious about that. I check it about every three hours, actually. I check everyone's emails about every three hours. Um, And then it goes on to mm, sometimes watching creators that I'm interested in on signing. Uh, It's also researching and looking into brands that I think would do really well in the Twitch space because a lot of the times you see all these brands on YouTube doing campaigns with the YouTubers. So by campaign, we mean you see a group of creators all promoting the same product within the same time period. That's usually because they're all on a campaign together. Um, those brands that work with people on YouTube don't necessarily know how to work on Twitch. So my company's here to facilitate uh, a way to bring them onto the space and help them learn how to better grow in the space for their company. We also work with uh, companies that do know the space. And sometimes we're just like, hey, we have people. You already know how to work it. We'll just fill fill the spots. But yeah, that's kind of a day-to-day. It's more so checking on emails talking to people, uh, and also arranging people's calendars. Sometimes I arrange people's calendars two to three months in advance for certain events. Uh, I'll give an example. One of our cosplayers um, does events, so I have to book her for uh, conventions. Okay, so you have a lot of experience, you mm-hmm. celebrity creep. <laughs> But uh, one of the most common questions that I get is, when should I get a manager? When should I start working with companies and and all of that stuff? What's the time that a streamer should really start looking into management and start looking into sponsorships and all of that? What is that process? So, and... So it's a very debatable thing, but when piece of advice that I always tell people is to look at um, to look at basically your numbers and look at your uh, current situation. Are, do you really need a manager? Are like a manager is somebody who, yes, they can acquire you sponsorships, but are you also bringing in those sponsorships? Like are people constantly like, going, hey, I want you to promote this, I want you to promote this, and you're just getting overwhelmed, and you don't know how to handle it, All then you need a manager. If you, I will, I'm going to be completely brutally honest and transparent through this whole interview, because people like to say it's not about numbers, but in part, in part, it is, because five viewers is not going to sell a product. And Companies are only paying streamers to promote and sell a product. Granted, that streamer has to make the ethical decision whether or not that product is good and promote it to their um, to their following. But um, it's 
literally it's literally just about a numbers game in something in some spaces but in another space it's also about how well you present yourself to a company so don't fret if you have less than like 50 viewers and you want that sponsorship you might still be able to get it but when you need a manager is probably about the time when Ashney uh, finally reached out to me and was like, I am overwhelmed because I have all these business emails. I have all these uh, emails about stream coaching and I have all, I just, my life is a mess. Taylor, help me. That, <laughs> that's the TLDR of it. Yeah. Um, and that's when we come in and we help you and we help organize it. What I always like to do when I first start with a client is organize their email because you never know what's hiding in there. But yeah, uh, so getting a manager, it's it's really based on do you, it, it's the creator's decision ultimately if you think you need a manager. But I can tell you at least in my experience, nobody nobody in the space is going to manage somebody with five viewers and i'm not trying to be mean i'm i'm not uh, but those people with five viewers guess what you could blow up within the next couple days and get tens of thousands of viewers and that's just the the game of the space that one company will deny you that three days before and you'll get that sponsorship three days later when you have tens of thousands of viewers and that's when you'll need a manager uh I feel like a lot of people think that management is about um there's two sides of this. Whenever I was a new streamer, I thought a manager could bring opportunities to me. And like that definitely does happen because you bring me stuff all the time, but also as I I've grown personally, like you being my manager, I've realized that this happens at different times for different people. There's not necessarily a number that we can put on this. We can't say like at 50 viewers, you need to start looking at mm-hmm. managers because depending on what you do and how many different spaces you're involved in, if you're making YouTube videos, podcast episodes, you're active on like 12 different social platforms, yeah, you're going to need it, a manager way early versus someone who has completely gone full in on Twitch. Yeah, it, it all depends on your circumstances because... Um, you could have five viewers on Twitch and then like a million subscribers on YouTube. Like, mm-hmm. uh, we, we don't just work with people in the Twitch space. We have clients that are all on different platforms. And I, I have taken on a couple people that aren't meeting the quote unquote expectations of, uh, sponsored people. I do have a few affiliates under me, uh, under us, but it, for, for that's my own personal thing as a company is if I see promise in a creator, I'll bring them on and I will try my hardest to get them um, sponsors. But ultimately, there is no science to saying if you get 50 viewers, you'll get Nike to sponsorship. Sponsor, right. you no, know, it's probably going to be like around like four or five K viewers. But yeah, uh, it's there's no exact science because you could also have 300 viewers and get no sponsorships whatsoever because just nobody knows who you are. Mm-hmm. So that could also be a reason to reach out to management and be like, hey, I have 300 plus viewers. I get 400,000 plus YouTube video views and I get no sponsorships. What's going on with me? 
that that's another thing. It's all just, it's all depending on situations. Would you agree with the idea that management isn't based on you proving that you're proving to a, ma- a potential manager that you're valuable to them, but thinking in terms of when is management valuable to me because I can't take care of everything in my schedule um, based on the amount of emails and inquiries and everything else that I receive. Yeah, you, it, it definitely needs to be like that. It should be like a, it should be looking on yourself being like, Hey, can I handle this on my own? Do I really need to bring on a second person to actually manage my emails, manage my, uh, schedule and help facilitate contracts? Um, if you can do it on all on your own, go for it. There are plenty of creators that are partnered and big and large that do their own management. You don't need to prove yourself to anybody, to a management company or anything. It should be mostly if you need help with it. Yeah. And you you don't need a manager to grow you. That's not... Yes, I, th- I that was not one of the first things you, you told me. You were like, girl. Hold that. <laughs> let, me, let me take a space real quick. If Do you it. could enlarge me, that'd be great. <laughs> Let me know when I'm enlarged. Uh, oh, if you oh, enlarge me on. This. Oh, oh, yeah, we can do this. this. All right, do it, girl. This I am you. not here to get you sponsored. I'm not here to get you sponsored by Nike. I'm not here to get you sponsored by anybody big. If I can't get you sponsored because you have controversial client uh, content, I am also not here to get you verified on Twitter. Instagram, uh, YouTube, or any of those platforms. And for God's sakes, just no. (laughs) I can't do things magical air. I cannot make you president of the United States. I cannot make you emperor of the world. Stop thinking of high expectations. I can try, but it is two-way street and we both have to work together. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. (laughs) (laughs) So you've gotten a, a couple of questions like that before. It's just, no, it's just, I see high expectations of, oh, can you get me X, Y, and Z sponsorships? And sometimes I'm just going to be like, no, because either I don't have that uh, contact because I've only been in the talent management space for about a year. I've only been in the gaming industry for about two and a half, three years. And sometimes I don't have all the contacts. And sometimes also... Those contacts don't always want to reach out to me because in this space, you usually have to get introduced to a person to make those little business connections. Yeah. But I will try my hardest. I tell people I will freaking paddle across an ocean with my hands to get you something. So, like, I'll try. But I always tell, pe- I always tell people in interviews, I'm like, I can tell you I can give you the world but I can't always necessarily give it. Right. And it's like, the creator can't necessarily get angry at me if I'm offering them other things too. It's one of the things I tell people is if you're, if you're getting, if your manager is bringing you opportunities granted they may not be your x y and z that you want that is like hey i want fnatic i want corsair i want 
XYZ here, it's going to be like, I could try, but it's all ultimately up to the brands. Did I just rip? <laughs> you ripped for a second, but I you got there. Um, yeah, I mean, because, yeah, the gist of what you're saying is that, I mean, just to sum all of this up, one, you don't need a manager to grow you. Uh, you need yeah. a stream coach to grow you. What's up? Uh, <laughs> you, when you need a manager, it's not so much determined by how many viewers you have, but it's determined by how much stuff is happening in your your life. If there is, if you're trying to manage so many platforms, you don't have uh, the ability to maintain your email, um, and you're getting like a decent amount of sponsorship inquiries, meaning. You don't have to get them multiple times a day. It doesn't necessarily have to be at that level. When I first started working with you, Taylor, I think I was getting like, what, like three, two a week, three a week, maybe, if that. You were, like, getting, you were getting a lot. And some of them were just spam ones that actually were yeah. actual opportunity. And that's why you, that's why also sometimes you need a manager to filter out the spam ones because sometimes you never know. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, but that's what I love about y'all so much is that I feel like some management companies I've seen in the past have very much been focused on um, additional work for them is kind of busy work and they don't genuinely care about the creators necessarily. It's more so like the amount of viewers that you have, the amount of uh inquiries that you have in high level inquiries and then that's whenever they're like okay that's worth our time but for you yeah. you you very much are concerned about the creator and that's not to say that like hey everyone reach out to press start and start asking them to manage you because a lot of people aren't there yet but yeah i i respect that about your stuff a lot uh how do yeah. you feel about can we can we just be honest about pay because we talked yeah, about this a little I'm, bit before we recorded and it needs to be there's, said. There's one thing about me and my personality is I like to be transparent and I will be as blunt as possible on some things. So when it comes to everything, I'll be as blunt and transparent as possible with people because I don't like beating around the bush and trying not to hurt somebody somebody's feelings because then they never learn. And then going on to pay, um, it's it's come i actually it's not even come to my attention it's just been there for a very long time even since youtubers started doing uh ad campaigns and compensation and whatnot there's not an exact science to it but over the years people have made algorithms like cpm algorithms which is a cost per mile or some people say cost per minute um and uh then for twitch there's cpvm and then there's other factors into it which cpvm is cost per viewer minute um and it all goes into com uh compensation and uh but there's still people that aren't using certain formulas and aren't pricing brands at or not pricing creators at fair rates and that's what gets creators to stop trusting those brands and then the brands wonder why nobody wants to work with them mm -hmm. and it's because they don't treat their creators fairly in the pay pay range area and when 
whenever I talk to a new brand that's coming into the Twitch space, I go, look, this is not your average YouTuber sponsorship that you can just walk in and be like, hey, if you get X amount of views, then you'll get X amount of money. No, you have to usually pay per viewer minute or you have to pay some kind of flat rate with that. Because I don't want the Twitch space or any of the spaces. I don't want the streaming space. I don't want the YouTube space to be like that. I don't want it to be a place where YouTubers are like, well, I I, I don't know if I'm getting paid the right amount. They, I want them to know they're getting paid the right amount. I want Twitch streamers to know they're getting paid the right amount and they're actually getting what they're worth. If someone has, let's say we'll create just an arbitrary number here. They have 60 viewers. Um, they are, uh, they're streaming a, a, a game, one game pretty consistently. Uh, they've got a relatively connected community. They seem to be like average level of engaged, not hyper-engaged, but not completely disengaged. And then they work with, uh, let's say, one of the, the more like introductory sponsors at that point. What's a, a range for money that they can expect from a, a campaign that you would put them on? And like, what does that campaign even look like? Hmm. Um, it all depends. Uh, it, it really honestly depends on the product. So I need to figure out how to, how to word this answer. Yeah, we don't want to, like, give stuff away for sure. (laughs) So, no, I'm fine with giving stuff away. It's just trying to figure out how to word it because, uh, see, the the pricing, it's not like we all get a memo. There, it's, it's not like there is some head corporate big brother telling all the management companies in the space here, this is uh, the industry rates that are currently working in the space. It's all a guesstimation. Um, and I do a lot of research looking at uh, the other management companies in the space. I talk with the other uh, CEOs in the space. Uh, and it's a lot of uh, conference uh, back and forth of being like, hey, what's the, what's the current rates? and trying to price it out that way right now i i believe at the lowest end um cp cpvm let me write this down in chat because this is the only way you guys will understand the formula cpvm is uh used for game sponsorships cpvm is cost per viewer minute um and the reason why it's used for game sponsorships is because you're usually only going to be paid to play that game like one stream or maybe two. Um, so you take uh, your, I believe it's, now I can't even remember off the top of my head. See, this is what happens you when you don't sleep. Okay, so CPVM is, uh, let's take your average viewership. So you said 60 times 0.02 or uh it's two cents on the high scale you can even go up to or actually 
is it two cents? No. Yeah, it's two cents or two and a half cents currently at the top top and then one cent at the very, very bottom. And by that, what I mean is uh, you take your average viewership, you take one of those numbers, you get a dollar twenty times it by uh, 60, you get how much you're supposed to be paid. Gosh, it's very, it's, it's going to be complicated because I'm, I need a whiteboard. When it comes to talking about how we figure out how to pay people, I need a whiteboard. But you know what? Someone with 10 viewers, like you can't, you can't really do this equation and then be like, all right, I'm going to stream a game for an hour and they're going to pay me like 20 bucks. That sounds good. That means that if I can stream the game for five hours, they'll give me a hundred dollars. I'll do that four days a week. Yeah, cool. I could go full time as a streamer. I think like whenever I first started or even the first four years of my streaming career that I would have assumed that that meant like, yo, I can I can make it way faster than I expected, which is true. Like there's a lot more Mm -hmm. income available for creators than they think that there is. But also there's a difference between like you streaming to a small amount of people versus you streaming to a larger amount of people and which is going to be more valuable for a brand because, and correct me if I'm wrong, but some of the brands that like we've worked with or like I've worked with before Mm -hmm. we started working together, it was, they wanted to, to work with someone who was more established, who had more viewership, um, Mm -hmm. because it's easier to invest in that person versus take a gamble on like, even if you're spending the same amount of money, say they spend $300 on me versus taking a gamble and, and paying, you know, 10 creators $30. There's a, a different expectation and relationship yeah, outcome there and amount of workload defini- for them. There definitely is. And also, if anybody wants me to go full in depth on CPVM, um, at the end of this, I will see if Ashley will, like, let share i guess her screen to where i can share my screen so you can see what i mean because i'd like to give a visual representation of that wait that's actually really Um, cool (laughs) yeah um but yeah so if a company goes in and uh give puts allocates like x amount of money to a campaign and it there is more benefit, I feel, in my own opinion, to dedicate $300 to the person that has uh, the more well-established community than over a period of community, um, over a period of communities. Um, depends on the budget, though. Um, that, that's what I would recommend for usually smaller budgets is be like, work on the established communities because then you can get your product out there. But if mm-hmm. the brand has a larger uh budget usually what i uh tell them is be like go for this medium like and by medium i mean uh 50 to 100 uh viewership range um or large stream streamers not even the extra large there's like seven categories i use for twitch viewership levels uh, large would be a hundred to five hundred. Walk us through the categories. So these are my own categories. It's like S tier kind of thing. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so S tier is extra, extra large. That would be anybody that holds a concurrent of like, I want to say like 15,000 or more, which very little people do on this, uh, on this platform. Uh, then goes, uh, extra large, which is, uh, 15 to 10. Then large is 10 to five. Uh, Media, well, actually, no, I need to see my own thing. Move it up one, and then you got it. Extra, extra large, 15 up, extra large, 15 to 10. Large, why is my alarm going off? Oh, girl's bedtime. (laughs) Oh, and it's this alarm where I have to do my math problems or it's going to keep going. Uh, 89 plus 20 and 102. 109? No, no. Eighty nine plus twenty. I don't. I don't do quick math. It was one hundred nine. <laughs> this is why I don't run my own uh, treasury department. I have somebody else do it. <laughs> oh up, my gosh! <laughs> Hundred and two. <laughs> Holy shit! Be fair warning, guys. I haven't slept at all in the last like twenty four hours. Yeah, okay, Taylor. Yeah, you're just bad at maths. <laughs> no, I literally haven't though. <laughs> Have you seen that tweet that was like eight divided by two parentheses <laughs> two d- plus two or something? <laughs> I bet that was a nightmare for you. That one, that one's been going around for a minute. Okay, so sorry. <laughs> You got tears. So I would I got listen. I just don't. I, I'd assume these tiers are like you got your extra large boys, which are like fifteen k plus. You got the people below that, which I would assume is like five to fifteen. People below that is anyone in the thousands. People below that is probably like 500 yeah, five hundred to one k. Yeah, and then below that, five hundred to one hundred, and below that, yeah, yeah, to fifty, and then yes. below that is fifty to one. Yeah, I. Zero I'm sorry. One, essentially. Zero, zero. I don't. I don't count. Apologize to the people that have like 50 average viewers that you're like lumped into that smaller. But it's but I'm it's true sorry. in the comparison of the grand scope of things, right? Grand scale of everything. So okay. So that's our that's our seven different categories, and everyone is kind of in different spaces, and depending on what uh, level you're at is going to dictate what sponsorships are available for you. You know what? Something that I talked about, Taylor, at um, Hank Jude, and I... People are just going to hate me after this. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. Shut up. They're going to think you're adorable. Girl, I do the... I pull this kind of shit all the time during streams. You're kidding. (laughs) They just... They just hang out here because they want to make fun of me all the time. That's it. I just... I say the dumbest things all the time, and I'll get called out for everything. So, don't even... Don't you even? Yeah. You're and then if there's anything it, that babe. I go on a rambling long <laughs> tangent and I don't make sense on, you can always just DM me and be like, Taylor, you made no sense. Can you explain this to me again? And I probably will. I told you guys I literally got no sleep. So I'm- actually just tell her, shut up, bitch. Sponsor yeah, me. Just, just sponsor, <laughs> shut up, hit. sponsor me. Exactly that. Uh, question. Yes. Hmm. We've talked about payment and like what a manager does for you and all that kind of stuff. But well, we uh, kind of brushed over payment. In in general, TLDR, 
payment sucks. Mm. It's a guesstimation game. And I'll show you kind of the equations that I work with. How much do I get paid, Taylor? Um, you, so you average at, it depends on your viewership. You can, usually we always price you at, uh, 150 if you're having a bad month, basically. Um, because we go off whatever your recent 30 days says, uh, because we publicly disclose that to the brand because we don't want them later to go, Hey, we told you, you told us this many viewership and we went and found it on this website and it says this many viewership. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're having a good month, uh, I can price you upwards to 300. So like right now I could price you up to 300 and you would be getting basically paid a dollar per viewer. Hey. So um, also like that's just sponsorship. So keep in mind, monetization comes from many different areas. Uh, sponsors, I would say is probably the smallest portion of what I do, but everyone's, everyone's percentages are different and all that kind of stuff. What were you going to say? I'm interrupting you. I don't even know. <laughs> I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. $1 per viewer per stream or um, no, $1, $1 per viewer on average uh, for the month. So we take the average 30 days number and that's what we use to calculate the number. So really yeah, I need a whiteboard. <laughs> yeah, you really do. You're going to have to hook that up at some point. Um, at one point I was working with a, another company, um, Mm -hmm. which was really cool. I did a campaign for Soylent and the, the actual campaign lasted, I think like somewhere around a month. Uh, there were, these are my stats. So I joined August 13th, Mm -hmm. 2018. I had 323 hours streamed, 109 average viewers 2.1 2.1 million viewable minutes generated 706 clicks and earned $210. So like 200 bucks for an average of a hundred viewers over 323 hours stream. That's 2.1 viewable minutes, 700 clicks. Like it almost feels uh, like how long was the campaign over for was uh, it just a month? I want to say it was around a month. Like right around uh-huh. the, the entire campaign lasted six months, but I only joined it in August, and I only um, had uh, I think I got two deliveries from them, uh, meaning I was on the campaign for like two months, so month month and a half probably. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Um, I think you got paid for, well, you, it sounds like you were doing affiliate ship, right? Or did they pay you flat rate? Uh, they paid me for viewable minutes, uh, which viewable minutes is for those of y'all who don't know, it counts for every viewer per minute. So if you've got 109 average viewers for an hour, that's 109 times 60. Um, because it's the, it's the amount of viewers that you had per minute for that entire hour. And there was definitely an, a, an affiliate, I don't, I don't know, piece of this, 
But they're going to have to go over what formula they used. I know it's wild, right? I don't know what formula they used. They based it based they based it on viewership and on clicks. They didn't base it on sales at all. I don't actually know if any sales happened or like how much they were or anything. But I mean, the reason that I wanted to share this information is because I feel like a lot of people uh, idolize this idea of sponsorships and think like, oh my god, you're sponsored by a brand. All of a sudden, that means that like you're good, you're solid, you're sold. They're they're paying for your food, they're paying for your rent, and you're good. And it's just not the it's way not, that it happens like at that. all. Because it is not a lot of money, y'all. Typically. Because it all depends on you. Don't know the back end to it, and sometimes they can't. You can't necessarily go over it and then there might be a confidentiality clause that goes for a certain number of years and all that kinds of stuff that um the creator not might not be able to talk about it mm-hmm. i've seen the contract for soylent so yes i was fine with you talking about it ashney um otherwise i would have been like yeah no um because <laughs> there are confidentiality clauses in contracts no matter what you sign they're there literally will probably be a part uh, of it. So that's why a lot of the times people can't disclose how much they're making. Um, but it it really depends on the creator and the brand and the contract, how much the person gets paid. I deal with hybrid deals because I feel like that's the best way to get a creator paid. And by hybrid deals, what I mean is you get paid not only via affiliate ship, you also get a flat rate on top of it. Now, the reason why I do that is because I don't see affiliate ship as a bad thing because it is mm. con- it, not con- it's it's money over time. So yeah, you could get sponsored for that one month of um, promotion, but if you get your flat rate on top of your affiliate sales, you're making more money. So say your flat rate was like $1,500. Then you got paid $15 per sale and you made a hundred sales. There's another so much money there. I'm not doing quick maths on that. (laughs) You should never do quick maths. Today we have learned. (laughs) Fucking 109. (laughs) Shut up. I love there, you. One of the numbers was 169. I just didn't say it a lot. Oh, yo, that's hot. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, um, I, I, I'm so glad that you actually brought this up because I wanted to ask you about affiliate relationships and if you felt like affiliate programs were always bad. Give me, give me the tea. Let's, so, what's like the biggest misconception about affiliate relationships? Well, well, with affiliate relationships, people just, I feel like people devalue that. And I want everybody to be honest with themselves. At least some of you, I'm not saying all of you, have seen somebody with affiliate ship links being like, oh, I'm affiliated or partnered with X, Y, and Z. And you know that's an affiliate link. I, I feel like at one point you feel like that devalues that person because you're like, oh, this person's not actually sponsored by this company. <laughs> I can get that affiliate link too. It's it's not that bad. It's like, you know what? That person probably is actually going to make more money in the long run because mm-hmm. I know many people that make thousands of dollars 
off of just their affiliate link. And they don't have large followings either. It's just all about, think of it as Mary Kay or <laughs> something like that. You got sell, you got to sell it to get that pink Cadillac. Damn it, girl. How are you going to compare this to Mary Kay right now? Okay. <laughs> God. It, I don't know what else to say. I don't know. I, should I compare it to Girl Scout cookies being like, Shit, hey, yeah. you got to sell X, Y, and Z amount of Girl Scout cookies so you can go to the freaking goat farm. Samoas are way better actually, than makeup. Let's be honest. <laughs> which the goat, the goat farm thing is. Um, by the way, guys, if you didn't know, you can order Girl Scout cookies online. Just around Girl Scout cookies time. Just look on Twitter, Girl Scout cookies. And then the link. Parents are posting their fucking kids' links everywhere. And Why you would you do that? Like, well, you just have to pay like five or ten dollars for shipping. Yes, it's that, but would you rather have to go find that Girl Scout on the corner, or would you ha- rather have them delivered to your house and get like fifty bucks? I hate you so much right now. Why would you tell me this? Oh my god, <laughs> Taylor, I'm gonna eat so many Girl Scout cookies all the time. Oh, and then. Uh, I know we said we wouldn't bring stuff into chat, but um, and Andrea from Sunday Scaries uh, actually brought up what her company does for affiliate shit. Um, oh. So the way it works with my company is that if somebody clicks a link and makes a purchase or makes a purchase using the creator code, you would still get your cut no matter when your first sponsored content went live. So that's that's kind of what I was getting at is like you get your flat rate pay, but on top of that, you get your you get the affiliate sales from the month. You get your flat rate pay, but you also keep getting money even after the sponsorship. Traditional sponsorships are not really that great compared to affiliates. I the more I'm like growing and growing, the more I realize affiliate programs are actually way superior because it's based. Yeah, it's based on sales, but also. Um, your ability to make a sale as you grow is mm-hmm. way more likely than uh, versus you working with a company for a month, talking about them on Twitter four times, and then you get paid, you know, $200 and it's over. Yeah. I think being able to, and I make it a ton more. I'm not sure the the actual amount, but I make a lot more from recommending products and using Amazon associates and using affiliate programs in general. And there are a lot of ways to boost up affiliate marketing. You can use paid ads. You can go many different directions, create lead pages. You can like, we can go the entire online entrepreneur route with this. If we really want to generate more income for ourselves versus just saying, all right, we're going to pay you $200 a month. Or if you're a smaller creator, 50 or a hundred dollars for like a month or a single like promotional stream, right? It's way, Mm -hmm. way, way better um, to generate sales and get a, a percentage of the cut because you have to think that once you put that YouTube video up talking about that thing, that thing gonna be making you money that entire time that video is up. Mm-hmm. Yep, it all snowballs. The, and the funniest thing is that, at least with YouTube, the the thing is the videos are always up, right? So when you get a affiliate link on your sponsor on your sponsored video, people are gonna keep rolling across it and clicking on it, and you never know when you're gonna get a sale. I happen to have to go pull analytics from Bitly of a creator I worked with like seven months ago. And I was like, this boy's still getting clicks. And he did the sponsor like seven months ago. So he's probably Mm -hmm. still getting sales. Yeah. 
I still get sales from, I think my first product sponsorship was the web around, which is a, mm-hmm. a circle like transportable, super light green screen. And as much as I love and adore Elgato, like this green screen is just so freaking insane. Don't I made it on my Amazon green screen. Girl, that I have never. On a, do you want to know what I have it on? What do you have it on? You know, those twists, you shove it in between your shower walls. Yes. And, yeah. yeah. Shower. Curtain. I have a, I have it on a shower God. curtain rod. Yeah. Um, and then I have it on those stick-on hooks that you get from Home Depot. Stop it. I am rash as fuck. You wild bitch. But yeah, I, I'm still making money from the web around yeah. from uh, a year and a half, almost two years ago, constantly making money from Streamlabs. Like, yeah, maybe $50, but it's you know, 100 bucks from both of them every single month, which is really cool considering I can do that with many other companies and as we grow and maybe I make better videos and update that info the income can increase versus doing a one-time sponsorship deal which you're a smaller creator is going to net you around the Mm -hmm. same amount anyways but I digress but I digress because I can go (laughs) off on this forever but if there was one yeah if there was one thing that you wanted to tell someone who wanted to get sponsored um and wanted to do well for their sponsors and, mm-hmm. and generate a good income for themselves. This was like their main monetization strategy. What would you say? Um, I would say, well, with anything, if uh, affiliate ship is your only option or if you're trying to go. So is the person trying to oh, wait. Can you reword the question? <laughs> yeah. Uh, to make it, to put it more simply, I think it's. Yeah. If you had to give someone one piece of advice, the biggest piece mm-hmm. of advice for someone who's like zero to 35 viewers as a Twitch streamer mm-hmm. that wants to work with companies and get sponsored, mm-hmm. what's the number one thing that they need to know? <clears throat> the Sunday Scaries is doing an affiliate ship program and you should talk to Andrea. Um, uh, but also, uh, just reach out to, uh, companies that are within your interest. Sometimes you don't even need to reach out to them. Sometimes they just have their affiliate signups at the bottom of their website. Some, if, if you've ever scrolled, scrolled to the bottom of a website, usually you will see something that says like become an ambassador or affiliate marketing or affiliate links or something with affiliate in it. That's how you can get it. I would always try to reach out if the company's not like gigantically huge. You can always try to reach out to them one on one, personally introduce yourself and be like, hey, I'm going to be an affiliate marketer for you guys. Uh, but on top of that, what else can I do for you? What else can I do for you can open you so many doors. That little being like, what else can I do? Where you can open so many doors that you have no idea because if you if they're like, hey, we need a face of our product on a commercial or a trailer or something, you might become their next thought because you offered help at some point. So my biggest piece of advice is find brands that connect with you and be open to help brands because if you're not open to help brands start out in the Twitch space or you're not open to help out some smaller brands, 
sometimes they won't help you later down the line. Granted, if you're doing like the bigger ones, like I think Razor has an affiliate ship program. Hey, maybe, maybe they'll do the same thing, but it's always about finding something that speaks true to you and that you can, like with any sponsorship, honestly promote. So I think the biggest call out from this episode is that sponsorships don't necessarily make you as much money as you think that they will uh, until you get really large. They're just an inconsistent form of income and they can also kind of ruin trust with your audience. So you have to be careful about that as well. I'm a huge proponent for making your own products. This is why we've created the ebook. We're going to be making courses. And I know that that's not an opportunity that's available for everyone, but it might be something that you consider if you haven't already. Relying on another business to give your audience what they want is not as smart as you just making something that you know that they're going to love anyways, right? I don't know. Might be something we're thinking about. I love y'all so much. If you want to reach out to Taylor, you can catch her at Taylor Renee on Twitter. And I love you. I will see you in the next episode. Bye.